0: the only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeliteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off.
1: What many experts recommend that if you don't have pet insurance, that you at least have a dedicated pet emergency fund, and that would be at least five thousand dollars for the what if.
0: Welcome to everyone's talking money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. You've probably heard the saying, dogs are man's and woman's best friend. Well, I can tell you after getting our pup Winnie this year, that is for sure a true statement. We all know dogs are much more than that. They are truly family members. What is also true is that a dog can be an expensive investment. I don't even want to tell you how much money we've already spent on toys and shoes alone in the six months of having Winnie, which I'm sure all of you dog parents you can relate to. Am I right? So I thought it would make sense to devote a whole episode to our furry best friends and explore dog ownership, the cost versus investment. Our guest on this dog episode is Krista Karpovich, who owns Wag Out Loud and is the host of the Wag Out Loud podcast. That's right, I said podcast. The Wag Out Loud podcast is a show that helps us pet parents be the best advocate for our dogs' health and wellness. Krista is here to share everything she knows about dogs, including how much money to spend on food, what to feed your dog, what kind of pet insurance she loves how much money to devote to training, treats and toys, and so much more. Whether you have a dog or you're just looking to bring one into your life, this episode is for you. So let's start woofing. Okay, I promise. That's the last pun. Let's start talking. Krista, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast today. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Shauna, I have been so looking forward to this! Yay! <laughs> Let's geek out about dogs.
0: Yes. So, I, I mean, I want to talk all things dog ownership with you. We got um, our first puppy. I mean, this is the first dog I've ever had. Her name is Winnie Stardust of all oh. things. She's got she's black and white, and she's got white on her uh, paws, and then white on her tail tip, and she's got a little white kind of zigzag. Uh, stripe between her two eyes so we were kind of thinking of like David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust and (laughs) kind of went with Winnie Stardust so she really embodies that name we got her uh, in March she was about eight weeks old and it has been a complete learning curve (laughs) Sure, and you know a beautiful ride ever since but there have been some some bumpy moments but you have the certification in canine nutrition, and you host a fun. I'm going to try to say this right. A paw po- podcast. Podcast. You got it. Podcast. Yes, called Wag Out Loud. So, I, I you know I can't wait to dive in all things dog. But to kind of get started, I'd love to maybe geek out a little bit about you know why are we so obsessed with dogs? Like, what do they bring into our lives? Oh my
1: gosh, we that's a whole nother show, but. <laughs> I would say, I mean, this is scientifically proven that here are all the benefits. So dogs actually help people with loneliness. Dogs right. reduce stress and anxiety. I mean, science has shown that even petting a dog, it lowers, lowers our blood pressure, our heart rate. It slows down our breathing. It relaxes our muscles and dogs help us get along with other people and you might have heard it Shauna that Ooh, yes. a lot of people
0: dating you know yes. they are more attractive <laughs> if they have a dog make sure you get a cute looking dog right if you're it, especially if you're a single guy <laughs> it helps yeah chicks dig that
1: <laughs> um you know they keep us healthier in so many ways they lower our cortisol level they're good for our heart they encourage us to move of course to go walk the dog that helps us exercise more and studies show they make us happier and they help us cope with crisis and even with seniors they help seniors with cognitive function so there's so many reasons that people have been drawn to dogs and I mean, most people know that dogs are descendants from the gray wolf and they were domesticated. You know, science is still trying to figure it out, but it happened um, somewhere in Europe or Western Siberia between 18 and 32,000 years ago. So dogs have been with us for a long time and of course have been companions, but since they were domesticated from wolves. We, as you know, have bred them for different jobs and they're in different shapes and sizes, colors. We have purebreds, mixed breeds, ears up, ears down, short noses. (laughs) And these dogs that we've created are now part of the family unit.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we we say that Winnie is our daughter. (laughs)
1: Yes,
0: (laughs) which, you know, might seem a little crazy to other people. But she, you know, I, I can really see how a dog, you know, I think because they have this great personality, right? Like the thing I love about Winnie, and she's teaching us so much is that even if something goes bad, or she, you know, there's a bad moment, or maybe we get frustrated with her, like the next second she just kind of shakes it off and she's like, okay, can I, can I lick you now? Or do you want to go play? And I mm-hmm. think that's like such an amazing quality that I try to embody and I do it not great at all. But you can watch <laughs> h- how a dog does this and how like you interact with a dog.
1: You know, you hit it on the head, Shauna. My, my love for dogs is because I honestly believe they are higher beings than we are. Mm -hmm. And aside from the unconditional love that they display, you are so right. They are here to teach us how to play, how to not have anger and jealousy, and they don't hold grudges. They they're like, Hey, let's play. (laughs) And, I love that my dog Winston is here. You know, I work from home and he'll tell me, okay, mom, it's time to go out for a walk. And we call it a sniffari because I let him sniff and do his thing. He leads the way. And it's such an amazing bonding experience at the same time. So you're right. We can learn so much from them.
0: Okay, well, the fact that your dog name is Winston, which I did not know that before, I have to just share a quick little story before we dive into the money side of dogs. So um, in, in 2018, actually almost four years ago, to the day that we're recording this, I had an accident and I became permanently deaf in my left ear. And I suffer from 24-7 tinnitus, which is like the worst kind of mm. whirling, buzzing in your ear. And shortly after that happened, I don't know, I don't know how, but I just all of a sudden got totally like obsessed with having a dog and thought about how, you know, a dog could help me maybe with hearing and just maybe just help me, I don't know, relax and be more present and so i created this kind of like fictitious dog in my head and i named him winston okay (laughs) i called him winston the super dog game yes totally crazy and i would you know talk out loud with with people about my fictitious dog and how one day i was going to have a real dog named winston and uh before we got winnie i was looking online at breeders And she had already been born. She was about I don't know four or five weeks before. Just I saw her picture and I was like, okay, that's our dog, Mm. but it's a female. And so I thought, (laughs) okay, well, to honor Winston, my fictitious dog, I'll go with Winnie, which is which is close enough. Yeah. So when you said Winston, I was like, okay, we we were meant to have this this chat. (laughs) I want to talk about bringing a dog home. So for anyone listening. You know, the, it can it can be a big investment, and mm-hmm. particularly, I want to talk about. Um, we'll get into kind of all the things that you need, but I want to talk a little bit about pet insurance. This is something I spend a lot of time kind of researching. Pet insurance, like, should I have it? Should I not have it? Yeah. Uh, you know. And so we ended up going with pet insurance and I want to dive a little bit deeper into that in just a little bit. But what are some of the the biggest expenses that really come with dog ownership that maybe we don't always think about when we get a dog?
1: Well, why don't we start with pet insurance? Because, you know, more and more people are looking into it. More and more companies are offering it. And as you know, especially... Since COVID started, everything has gone up in price, and that includes veterinary costs. Um, so I've heard stories of emergency vet bills over ten thousand dollars. And wow, what many experts recommend that if you don't have pet insurance, that you at least have a dedicated pet emergency fund. And that would be at least $5,000 for the what if. Um, right. And there's really a lot of what ifs, shop. right? Like- oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you have to shop the different policies because just like with human insurance, there are, you know, they won't cover pre-existing conditions or my podcast and what I focus on is more of a holistic or integrative approach to canine health. So, a lot of these policies don't cover preventative. So, I really think people need to do their homework, but the cool thing is that there's new companies now. So, the average cost of health insurance for a dog is about $65 per month. And again, when you're spending that much look to see what the policy covers and what it doesn't. Um, there are some out there, like there's a new company called pumpkin and I like them because they do offer uh preventative care packages, which is awesome. Oh,
0: um, so not pumpkin many is one. Do, I know from, from my research.
1: And have you ever heard of lemonade? Lemonade is another uh, new yes. pet insurance that, they have all different coverages, and it's more affordable. You can get a plan for as low as ten dollars a month. But what I have found and absolutely love is a company called Pop, and that's P A W P. And what I like about them, it's it's almost better than uh, pet insurance because for twenty four dollars a month, you get twenty four seven unlimited accents access to a team of veterinary professionals. So if you uh, either phone or video, so you have that. And then also you can put up to six pets on that same plan. And every year you get up to $3,000 per year in an emergency fund. No questions asked. If you have to take your dog to the vet, you know, they broke their leg or they have an opened wound from something or they need surgery. That is $3,000 a year that would cover those expenses. So I, I really think like that. That's plan. pretty
0: incredible.
1: It is. It is. Um, but I would still, if you can, save and, you know, that magic number of the $5,000 per animal, just in case.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, the statistics are that on average, most people don't have more than $400 in savings just as is. So, you know, really thinking about that when it comes to your dog and thinking about just being um, protected a bit. So you maybe don't have to go to credit cards or maybe you don't have to I don't know, you know, give your dog to someone else. I've heard all sorts of, of different stories. Uh, but I think, you know, pet insurance is is great. I'm a big advocate of it. I believe our plan is somewhere around $45 a month. But one of the things I like, we ended up going with a company called TruePanion, is that um, they, with certain vets, they can pay directly to the vet. So it isn't a reimbursement, Type plan where I have to pay Mm. out of pocket first, and then I get the insurance reimbursed. So I really like that aspect. But I think it—I love that you gave you know some examples there and some ideas for people to think about because I think you know what you're trying to avoid, right? Is the catastrophe that like ten thousand dollar bill, and we both know that it can happen very easily. Uh, So another thing I want to talk about when you first get a pet is. Um, and specifically because you're kind of a canine nutrition expert is, you know, the food, the treats, all of that sort of stuff. And I would imagine that there's a lot of things we can buy that are, I don't want to say a waste of money, but maybe not the best money spent. So how should we think about those types of items when we're, when we're getting a dog?
1: Well, uh, food is, I believe, the foundation for health for us and our dogs. And unfortunately, in the 1950s, when, you know, canned dog food came into being and then the extruded or dry processed food came to be, a lot of people thought, oh, well, you know, that's dog food. That's healthy. And it really isn't. Um, Now, I'm not here to shame anybody because I was that person before I got into the industry. I I fed kibble. I didn't know any better. But now that I'm in the industry, I got the nutrition certification. The best we can do for our dogs, if it's feasible financially, is to feed a fresh cooked or raw diet because that is true food it's a live food as opposed to kibble that is processed at such high heat with not good ingredients you know it's they have to actually put synthetic vitamins back in because the mush that they're that is in the end is not of any nutritional value to the dog so they have to put these synthetic vitamins back in and I really want to encourage people to look into this further because um, more than 50% of our dogs, especially over the age of 10, are getting cancer. It's just the way it is. Wow. And that is something that we have to reverse. It's, you know, it food is definitely a part of it. Um, the environment is a part of it. There's so many toxins in the home, and outside, and EMF, the electromagnetic frequency. Um, And this all pertains to us as well. You know, humans are eating so much processed food, therefore we are seeing so many more instances of disease because of inflammation, and it's the same with our dogs. Their bodies, you know... So many people say, oh, my dog is allergic to this food or they're biting their feet or they have hot spots or a bad GI tract. Well, it really comes down to the quality of the food that we're feeding. And not to get into a lot of detail, I, don't, I know we don't have tons of time, but in my mind, invest in their food now in a quality diet, if you can, because you're going to be paying later inevitably when you have high vet bills to try to address a certain issue or disease.
0: That makes total sense. So give me an idea of when you say like raw food or food we cook at home, like Mm -hmm. what would that be? What would that look like?
1: Well, luckily now there are so many great commercial dog foods. Um, You know, I encourage people to go to your local little pet boutique and you can get, when I say raw, and some people are freaked out about that, um, it can be frozen and you can see it in different forms, you know, like little nuggets or patties. And many of these commercial brands have, the muscle meat, the organ meat, the bone, and then they've added fruits and veggies to make it a totally complete and balanced diet. There are other people that when they raw feed, it's called the prey model diet, or you might have heard of the BARF diet, the bones and raw food. And it takes a little bit more work but you can get raw food, you know, from your grocery store, from your butcher, from local farmers, from co-ops. And you can put together your dog's meals with, you know, the prey model diet does not include dairy or fruits and veggies. Um, it's It's literally dead animals (laughs) that our dogs can eat. And it's the whole thing. It's the bones, it's the eyeballs. Sometimes it's the fur. So there are different levels to feeding raw. And now you can find freeze dried raw, which I love when I travel with Winston. So I just have to add water and it's a complete meal. He loves it. It's awesome. Um, and then with the fresh, you know, there's so many companies that have come out now that will deliver right to your door. And, you know, these are cooked with the muscle meat and they might have brown rice or quinoa and veggies and fruits. And, you know, these companies are doing it right. They're asking in a very lengthy uh, questionnaire about your particular dog and they will customize their meals ship them to your door frozen and you know you just take out the little portion per day and thaw it out and feed your dog and that again is a complete and balanced
0: diet okay friend i want to know what are your money goals this year are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before Nerd Wallet, I was paying for vacations finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I think what I love about what you're saying is a really good point, you know, sometimes we want to take the easy route, like specifically when it comes to money. And look, I understand owning a dog is not a cheap investment and no. I don't even as a money person, I haven't even added up all the costs of that we've spent on on Winnie since we've gotten her. <laughs> but um you know investing in good food and good nutrition now to avoid maybe some of those as best as you can you know some of those bigger cost items when it comes to the vet or you know what even just to keep your dog around and part of the family for a little bit longer i like this idea of really thinking out food and i'm curious if you know somebody's listening and they're like okay But maybe, Krista, I can't afford that all the time. Is it something maybe they should consider, you know, some of the time?
1: Absolutely. I've done shows and talked to experts where it is dog food on a budget. How can you feed healthy and affordable at the same time? And what I tell people, the one thing about kibble is it's already considered complete and balanced. So you have that base. So sometimes maybe, you know, maybe two or three times during the week you feed fresh food or a raw food diet and then kibble the other days. Or what I like to suggest is take your kibble, feed a lot less and add fresh food to that. And we're talking blueberries, great antioxidant, uh, Vegetables, awesome, phytonutrients, antioxidants. And the one thing people have to remember, though, with dogs is that they don't have amylase in their saliva, so they can't break down food uh, as good as we can. And, you know, back in the day, dogs didn't go out to a cornfield and <laughs> and eat plants. Um, so it's hard for them to break the cellular wall of plants uh with their digestive system. So you can either puree vegetables, you can lightly saute them, or I've just learned that just buying frozen vegetables and then thawing them, so going from frozen to room temperature or a little above breaks that um, cellular wall. So it's easily digestible which is really cool. So I would add some green leafy vegetables to the kibble, go to the grocery store and get sardines in water, super inexpensive. I know at my grocery store, they're like a dollar each. So the sardines are really good omega fatty acids for your dog. Um, Goat milk, bone broth. I mean, there's so many things that you can just add whether that's every day every other day you know whatever you can do um, that makes it affordable because we have so many people that love dogs and maybe they have five large dogs you know that really adds up when you're feeding that kind of a crew so (laughs) it, it has to be within your budget but try to do the best that you can
0: So moving on a little bit from food, I, I wanna talk about um, training, like classes and socialization. I know when we we got Winnie, we were like, okay, we wanna have um, a very nice dog. And you know, we put her in, we got a trainer and got some training for her and then realized like, okay, this is different stages that we do it. And we try to take her at least once a week to a socialization place. Um, particularly when we do podcast interviews so she can go and play with other dogs. So, you know, if we've, if we just got a dog and we're kind of thinking about like allocating our expenses, you know, tell me a little bit about like training and socialization. Like what should we spend our money on?
1: Well, proper socialization as a puppy sets them up for success as an adult. There are so many dogs, as you know, that have, high anxiety and we only can help them if when they're a puppy, they meet other people that they meet other dogs that they're exposed to, you know, loud sounds and it just will make them a better dog throughout their life. So I am a huge proponent of, puppy kindergarten, of playdates, of, um, you know, obedience training for sure. And you can go as far as I know with Winston, when he was younger, uh, we did therapy dog. So we went into um, hospice and assisted living. And it was just so rewarding for us as well as the people that we met. Uh, Because people just, you know, their eyes are wide and their faces light (laughs) up and they want to pet the dog and they want to share what dogs they had during their lives. You know, it just, it's so rewarding. And you can also do the American Kennel Club Canine Good Citizen, which takes your obedience training a little further and it's actually a test test that they put you through, you know, will your dog stand there when another person and their dog walk by? And if you tell them to come from, you know, far away, will they do it? So they have to do all these different tasks to be awarded that uh, AKC Good Citizen uh, Certificate. So that is also something that I really encourage people to do. And then there's so many different sports now that you can do with your dog, which is great for bonding and puts them in different environments. Um, There's lure coursing. There's, you know, I've got a terrier, so it's called go to ground, where there's a rat in a cage under the ground and that's what terriers uh, were bred for, and they have to go through these tunnels underground to find wow. the rat, and it's so cool. <laughs> um, there's Who duck knew? diving, <laughs> frisbee. I mean, you there's so many things. Agility. Winston and I did agility as well, and he absolutely loved it. So, I you know I encourage people to do more things with their dog. I travel with Winston all the time. He goes on the plane right under my seat. There are hotels now all across the country and the world that take dogs. So you can really make them a huge part of your life, and I think that will just make them happier because they're with you, and every time you expose them to a new situation, it just... Makes them a better dog.
0: I want to circle back a little bit to um, our discussion about pet insurance and talk about picking a vet. I would love to hear your thoughts on mm-hmm. that. When we first got Winnie, we took her to the vet that was kind of closest to us that felt you know good, and she went there, and then. One day she had, um, she's a uh, mini golden mountain doodle. So she's half burnadoodle, half golden doodle. So she's got a lot of fur. And one day we noticed she was just like scooting her butt on the floor a lot and Mm -hmm. was really agitated. And we were like, what is this? What's going on? And so we thought, oh my gosh, is she she not pooping? Like what's happening? And so we had to go to another vet and of course what happened was she's so furry she got poop stuck in her fur and so poor thing had to get her you know a little behind behind the scenes uh grooming (laughs) but we (laughs) ended up finding another vet that we yes we ended up finding another vet that we actually really liked. that was just a little bit further away but i know the process of picking a vet like it's almost like picking a doctor but also like i don't know how to choose a vet so you have any guidance on like how to pick a vet that maybe feels right to you. Right.
1: Well, you're talking to somebody again, I like to look at integrative veterinary care versus just strictly Western medicine. Um, And finding an integrative vet is very difficult because there's not as many out there as conventional vets, but I would encourage people to find a vet that you feel comfortable with and that is open to listening to what you're doing for care for your dog. You know, the one thing about holistic medicine that I love is that they look at the entire body, the entire dog. If they have an right. issue, let's, let's find out what the underlying issue is as opposed to conventional medicine that will just medicate and not really look into the root cause.
0: Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The hosts, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks where they explain how you get started right away. And Back to Basics of Building Our Portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: So there are so many, you know, routine things that can be done for your dog vaccinations, heartworm, flea and tick treatments. A big one is teeth cleaning. And the average bill to have your dog's teeth cleaned is $500 because mostly the anesthesia that's involved. And I, I mean, gosh, Winston hasn't had his teeth cleaned now for three years, but that's because I brush his teeth and it's made such a difference and periodontal health really dictates the health for the rest of the body. So if you find a vet, even if they're a conventional vet, you have to have a dialogue that is open between both of you. You know, if if they say, oh, it's time for Winnie's vaccinations again, and she's, you know, let's say three years old now, I personally... Would not go ahead and get the vaccinations because studies are showing that over vaccination is causing a lot of issues with dogs with their health. And that over 90% of dogs that had all of their puppy shots are still protected with the antibodies throughout their entire life. So when wow, we vaccinate, it, yeah, and there's a test. That is, it's a test um, that they can do with blood called a titer test. And the titer, you know, the, the big ones are parvo and rabies that we get vaccinations for. But titer testing can just do a quick blood test and tell you, yes, my dog is not protected. I need a booster or... As I said, over ninety percent of dogs do have the protection, and they have the antibodies. Um, I know here in Colorado, a lot of um, boarding facilities, groomers, they will take titers in lieu of vaccination. You know, this is proof my dog is protected against, you know, rabies, parvo, what have you. So, this is just stuff that I'm learning and. The guests that I have on are teaching us so much that, you know, most vets that go to school, they aren't taught about nutrition, and they aren't taught about the t- tighter testing or, um, gosh, so many other things, acupuncture, chiropractic, you name it, there are options for your dogs and Winston is going through rehab right now for arthritis and he's in an underwater treadmill and he has
0: cold laser therapy and massage <laughs> so um that sounds like a sounds like a, a fun day <laughs> yes
1: yeah he's he's just a little spoiled
0: well tell me a little bit I want to dive in a little bit of, about your podcast, your podcast. Uh yes. wag out loud. Tell me a little bit about like some of your your favorite episodes that you think we all should should be listening to. Wow. I, you know, what comes to
1: mind there's a company uh actually here in Colorado, Bond Pet Foods. They are they took the DNA of a healthy chicken replicated it in the lab to be the exact profile protein profile of the original chicken. So they have this chicken made in the lab. It's exactly the same. So you don't have to slaughter as many animals, which is amazing. So this is up and coming technology that we will soon see in pet food. Um, my two most downloaded episodes uh, actually w- were the same guest. Rita Hogan is the canine herbalist and she did one on how to treat pancreatitis naturally, and one how to get rid of lipomas, which are those squishy lumps that lumps and bumps that a lot of dogs get. Uh, so those have been the two most mm, downloaded right. episodes. Ever.
0: So tell me a little bit about, um, because I know that you do a lot of this integrated uh, kind of holistic, um, you know, uh, research and you know your show is really pointed in this direction you know for the for the dog's wellness does insurance pay for all this like you're talking about you know the underwater therapy and the acupuncture and different things like that or are those really out-of-pocket costs and and just another thing that we should kind of be prepared for that's a great
1: question shauna and unfortunately insurance does not cover it Um, but Again, with those of us who view our dogs as family and have the money to be able to try these different modalities, uh, what I see with a lot of dogs, unfortunately, that are on all these different medications is that a lot of times, just like with human medicine, these medications have side effects And then you have to give another medication for that side effect. So our dogs, right. Unfortunately are being over medicated where these alternative therapies that have been proven to work scientifically proven are addressing the underlying issue and they don't have to be on all of these drugs. So, I really encourage people to, to look into, you know, I mentioned the cold laser therapy. Um, there's amazing supplements on the market that do so much like Winston's on a joint medication and it has green lipped muscle as the first ingredient, which has been shown to be an even better anti-inflammatory than fish oil so, wow,' it's, it's just educating ourselves, and we're learning so much every single day that there are different ways to address our health as well as our dog's health.
0: well, Krista, we have talked about so much. I know we could probably talk for hours and hours and hours <laughs> on our on our doggies, but you know, just to kind of wrap up here, I, I'm curious, you know, what are maybe your best tips on things we should do or things we should think about to kind of keep our dogs like happy and and healthy kind of going forward?
1: Well, I want to thank you so much, Shana, for having me on. And I mean, anybody that loves their dog, you know, you're you're a good person in my book. And if we can do anything. Again, I would go back to the diet. Um, A lot of people don't know that dogs have no nutritional need for carbohydrates yet. These kibble diets.
0: Really? You just have, yeah,
1: (laughs) they can live on protein and fat and that's what they did for years and years. Um, And these kibble diets have over 40% carbohydrates. So, These starches, these simple sugars that are included lead to inflammation and actually lead to a lot of the uh, health issues that our dogs are experiencing, the allergies, the leaky gut syndrome. So I would just encourage people to look into feeding the best that they can. And in a perfect world, that would be a raw or cooked fresh diet, but my one warning is if people cook for their dogs, you must find a recipe and stick to that recipe that has been put together by a veterinary nutritionist or somebody in the field because most of the ones you find online are deficient in the nutrients that our dogs need. So you could do more harm than good by cooking at home. Um, I've got lots of resources on my website of places that you can go for free um, with recipes and calculators uh, on how to feed your dog appropriately if you want to home cook for them.
0: I, of course, loved this whole conversation, but my biggest takeaway was to really think about what kind of food I'm feeding Winnie. As always, we talk about here, it all starts with wellness, even for our fur babies. It also makes sense. I am careful how I eat and what I put in my body, so I should probably be doing the same for our dog. Of course, that always means spending more money, but when it comes to your dog, their health and well-being is a true investment that might just end up saving you money in the long run, as well as just giving you some peace of mind. Krista shared so many great resources, and I have them all linked in the show notes. You can also head to wagoutloud.com to listen to all her podcast episodes And check out her reviews of new products and services, resources, and so much more. See, we made it all the way to the end of the episode and no jokes about who let the dogs out. Okay, almost made it. If you love this episode as much as I did, share it now with all your friends and family members who also love their furry best friend. You can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guest, as well as our amazing sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode.